0: Ladies and gentlemen, this afternoon we're going to say a big fantastic hello to a young lady who is serving in the military currently in the Falkland Islands and her name is Sonny Campbell who likes to be known as Sonny. Sonny, good afternoon to you.
1: Hi, good afternoon Don. Hi
0: everyone.
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I am good, I am good. The sun is uh trying to shine here so it's all good how is it down there
1: um very windy but also strangely enough we've got sunshine it's bright and sunny here well but sun's just a bit cold
0: we've got to be thankful we've got to be thankful absolutely <laughs> so sunny let me say thank you so much for your uh to for volunteering and to, to to speak on this podcast the, the forgotten generations big thank you for that I'm going to go through the, the next, uh, however many minutes, and ask you some questions about your life story, and you can tell me as much or as little as you so you so wish, and then we'll take it on and see where we get to. So, Sunny, where were you born? Town and country?
1: So, I was born in um, Derby, in the UK.
0: Okay. Okay. So, okay. Um, Were you separated from your parents at any time or um, where were your parents from?
1: Um, So my parents are from um, Jamaica. Um, Well, yeah, both mom and dad from Jamaica. Um, They came over here back on the whole Windrush situation. So they came over here and then ended up having... All of my siblings whole twelve of us. <laughs> how many? Twelve.
0: Wow. <laughs> so how many brothers and sisters got um, as a split?
1: Um, so that breaks down into um five brothers and six sisters.
0: Oh my goodness. That's 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 tremendous. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and I know, it sounds crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, well, you know, um, it's,
0: it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Let's look at it that way. So, That's true. As I mentioned at the beginning of the um, this, this 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 conversation, this uh, podcast, I mentioned the Falklands. So, I believe at some stage in your life, you decided that um, you were going to join the military. Can you want to tell us something about it? And indeed, why?
1: Um, Where do I begin? I guess you could say maybe around about the age of um, 18, 19. Um, For some reason, I just kind of wanted to join the Navy. Um, Went to join up right there on the spot. Um, Failed my aptitude test, and they said came back in a year's time. So from that, I just kind of like got sidetracked, Um, and did other things, went to university and, you know, went doing, you know, liquor jobs here, there and everywhere, exploring living life, so to speak. And then I guess you could say, um, maybe I'd say, yeah, about 10 years later, I was just looking for work and couldn't find anything while I was living in London. And then came across the, um, the Avco no sorry there was a job fair in London I went to that with my friend and we walked past the armed forces and I was like no I reckon I'll be too old by then so the guy at the time heard me and then he was like oh no no how about we have a chat so reluctantly I went we sat down and started talking and then from there I just got interested, more or less Hope The guy was like, yeah, from your age, you know, yeah, you're still more than welcome to join up. So let's put it this way. If I could join up right there on the dotted line, then I would be, you know, all over, the, I would be over the moon. But it was slightly a bit disappointed. Yeah, you had to do the interview, then go back doing aptitude tests and all of that. And I think that took roughly around about... Um, six months, six to nine months, really, it took, but, but yeah, apart from that, haven't had any regrets at all, so, so
0: and that yeah, was so
1: that's really six, how I got to join the armed forces.
0: So, so in this case, it's the Royal Air Force?
1: Yes, yeah, and then, yeah, the RAF, because more or less, um, it was an RAF personnel I was talking to at the time, there wasn't, um, no one from the Navy or the Army, so, he sold it to me, so hence why here I am today in the Royal
0: Air Force. Oh, marvellous, marvellous! And how has it been from day one till now? Um,
1: day one, um, to now, definitely there has been changes. Because I know when I was joining up, I was. Well, for me, the only two things I was really worried about was how am I going to take care of my hair? (laughs) Strangely, (laughs) enough, (laughs) So, uh, um, so, yeah, so how I was going to take care of my
0: hair. Uh, Sorry, sorry, can I ask why? Is that particularly because you're a a black female?
1: Well, yeah, you know, because obviously, you know, you're like, Go to the hairdressers to get your hair done, you know, you know, of Afro-Caribbean, you know, you'd be do the relaxing, you know, um, using your hairdryer to blow your hair out and things like that and then straighten it. So for me... In my mind, all I could picture at the time joining the military was you're on exercises, you don't have time to pamper yourself and things like that. So for me, I was like, I'm going to miss out on all of those. Who's going to do that for me? (laughs) And then, you know, um, the second worry at the time I had was um, myself, you know, being of Afro-Caribbean, you know, how would I be, um, get bullied, you know, any racism taking place there? And to be fair, you know, I wasn't scared in asking those two questions, you know, and they pointed me in the direction of, you know, um, someone who was of the same ethnic minority, you know, for okay. us to just sit down and have a little chit chat, you know, just to say, you know, how does she manage? in the military herself you know um what was her name um, i can't all remember her first name her first name was mel but her last name i really cannot remember for the life of me but you know and you know and she just said yeah you get to learn to do your hair yourself you know or while you're in the military you teach one of you you know somebody who you've become very close and friends with you know get them to Learn a bit about your culture, you know, and vice versa. And, you know, teach them, like, this is how I do my hair. Can you help me? And, you know, educate them that way.
0: You no, know, that that so. was great then. That was really, really good because that must have been quite very helpful at the time because, you know, although some people might think it's not uh, a big deal, for you it was, obviously, and many other yes. female in the opposite, I mean, similar to you.
1: Yes, um, but I have to say though, at one point, you know I did get um some bad advice in the sense that you know joining up, you know, you got told, okay, while you're going through training, you know, trade training the basic, you should either probably cut your hair off to make life easy for yourself, and kind of like at the time, I didn't know any better, so I went ahead and cut my hair off, you no. know. And I know, but now being through and experiencing that and see what, you know, I've experienced, there was no way I would tell anybody to cut their hair off because I'm like, no, you. there was no need for you to cut your hair off. You would be able to manage, you know, so, but, you know, like you say, Don, you live and learn, you know, so. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how has it been otherwise then so you've gone through trade training, which was um square bashing, as I call it, and then you, 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 how was that for you?
1: um again, for me, the training um I didn't really I know I probably shouldn't say that, but the training for me wasn't really that difficult. I think the only thing I struggled with to get my head around was. The shouting, I I wasn't really keen on the shouting. I, I always used to say, there's no need to, for them to shout. If they just talk to us in a nice tone, then, you know, we'll get on and do that, do the job. And it got to the point where I build up enough courage to approach my corporal at the time and ask the question, you know. And from that, you know, I guess maybe because I was... Um, I joined up late. I was one of the more mature recruits going through. Um, it was then the answer to me that was given was when they shout. It's not more of for the mature ones. It's for the ones who were just leaving home. Things are not quite, you know, registering with them. So end up they having to shout kind of thing, you know, and. Ever since that day, you know, when they started shouting, I just used to tune them out. I know it sounds wrong, but that's what I did, you know, okay. in order to get through the shouting. I mean, the changes now these days is like they say, they don't shout now going through basic training. You know, don't is know how right? to it is. So, yes. Some people have even said, yeah, we see it now as. If we reckon people are shouting, then you've lost the plot, you know. <laughs> Again, how true that is, I don't know. Um, yes, I know the whole swearing. Um, to, I'll hold my hand up. I don't really remember that much swearing going on um when i went through training but even now as well um i don't think they do they they don't really do any swearing as well maybe some other people experience swearing because obviously you know different recruiters coming in you know but for me no i didn't
0: that's good so from your basic training then i I guess you went on to trade training did you
1: uh, yes, I did. Yeah, I went on to trade training and that was up in um, Allen, um, Annick, sorry, just outside Newcastle. Um, and, and what, uh, what
0: trade, trade is that then? Um, uh, so
1: my trade is um, aerospace, back then, aerospace systems operator or Scopy for short. Okay. Um, over the years now, Um We've now amalgamated, um, and it's now um, ASOP, which is what we call it. Um, but you mentioned SCOPI to anybody, and most people know what you're talking about. Okay, so what is
0: ASOP, then in full?
1: So, A sorry, ASOS um, yes. is an Air Surveillance Operator Specialist.
0: Wow, fantastic. Yeah, That, that so, must
1: be interesting. In, in, it is. Um, yes, I know when you say that to people, they're like, oh, that's interesting. You must need, you know, lots of GCSEs and all. But these days now, as long as people have got the mentality to learn and the capacity, you know, it's... It, it it sounds daunting thinking, you know, you must be very brainy to, to do that kind of job. But in my opinion, I'm like, I'd say no. It's like, you're willing to learn, then you can learn and do the job, you know. So, and like I say, that job just entails surveillance of um, the air and sky. So, as well as these days where we go in now, we go
0: in. Are you with us? I'm still here
1: on can you hear me
0: yes yes you've come back now Mm
1: -hmm. okay yeah so um so now these days you know where space is more the um way forward so for us in our trade that is where you know our jobs are leading into is going in space so you know leading on to that you know i've just done um three and a half years um, at Fallingdale's working in the space environment you know so again and that was something that was like very interesting you know when I joined up I had no, no interest in space or anything like that and three and a half years at Fallingdale's has just been absolutely brilliant it really has.
0: That that's That's fantastic because talking about when you joined up I mean Were you conscious? Were you informed as to what you really wanted as a trade? Um,
1: At this moment, from what I can remember, I'd probably say no. When I joined up, the job um, for us, we were told, entailed surveillance of um, the UK airspace. So it's like we were the eyes and ears um, for the government, you know, so um along the lines of our job entails you know when you see on telly um mm. hijackings of um aircrafts and then they get diverted mm. that's kind of like our job where we would be the ones who would have like um been watching that and then would we'll sit there listening into um Guard radios, you know, um, radios in general, just to, like, be helping out um, the air traffic right. controllers all around the country. Right.
0: That's very interesting. So, you know, initially, before you joined, and then you go to join, did you think, I want to join the Air Force, for instance, as what you are now? Or did you not know what you want and somebody sort of pointed in this direction? Or did you know what you want?
1: Um. No, I didn't know what I wanted to join up as. Um, To be honest, I mean, I have to admit, I didn't have that mentality um, where some people tend to do where you say you're in the Air Force and the first thing they think of is flying. Mm -hmm. You know, I knew there were ground trades um, available, but at the time, I really did not know what job I wanted to do. And I have to hold my hand up. Just working in a bunker was what sold it to me because watching from movies, you know, you'd see where people work in bunkers. I used to find that fascinating, you oh, know. Right. So, oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> so, when, when, um, When the guy said to me, you know, yeah, you'd be working underground, just the word underground. was like, oh, that sounds interesting, (laughs) you know. So that sold me. Whether it was a boring job or not, I don't care. I wanted to work underground. It, It just sounded so fascinating because majority of people were all working above ground and in buildings, you know. So you just thought... Yeah, why not work underground? That must be so interesting. So, and that was it's it.
0: Amazing, really. It's amazing, really. So
1: amazing. I was sold.
0: Work. Excellent, excellent. So, um, you're talking about your work, and I guess the military is about work, and it's also about play in terms of sports, etc. How's that for had been for you?
1: Um, so, over the years, I've managed to find that whole. Work-life balance. Being in the military, um, so I guess you could say when I joined up, um, at the time, I was more. I guess you could say eighty-five percent all work and no play. Um, I think maybe just because I wanted to prove myself, you know, and the job at the time I was doing, I was struggling to get my head around it, to understand the job and wanted to like do very well. So I made sure I would concentrate on learning my job, even if it meant um, when I'm not working, I'll still be studying or researching just to make sure I'm understanding and doing my revision, you know. And then I think after I started like, feeling more confident in the role I was doing. Um I'd say maybe what two, three years down the line, I then started getting into um sports, you know, and yeah, from there, you know, opportunities came along skiing, snowboarding, playing volleyball, um athletics, you know. Yeah.
0: Wow. A- all
1: those a- things. A- yeah anything that came about and you know i just like you know what i've never done it let's give it a try tug of war you know orienteering oh yes i literally you've you've
0: you've you've represented the 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 air force at some of these uh, events
1: oh yes i have yes i most certainly have and it's one of the i guess you could say um that's one of the beauties about being in the military um, these opportunities are available to you as well as training and then getting to represent um, the Air Force in doing that. Not just the Air Force, but, you know, obviously your station as well. Um, yeah, I cannot regret it at all. Well, I guess the only one thing I guess I could regret is wouldn't mind joining up a lot earlier to have enjoyed a lot more of this you know as one gets older one's having to say okay now it's about time you probably take it easy now Sony and not able to do all these activities anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I get that. It, I get
1: it, that. It, it does take a toll on your body after a while.
0: Absolutely, absolutely and, and 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 that is the thing you know but as we get older in life then there's the, 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 certain things that we can't do but there, there are other opportunities as well and um, I, I I believe that you um are also um what, what a pin-up girl for the area, do I say? Is that the way to put it?
1: Donald, who have you been talking to? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do my research.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh Don, don't embarrass me.
0: <laughs> no, not at all, not at all, not at all. Well, well, I've I've heard certainly, and I've I'm sure I've seen you uh as have your life-size um statue in Is it Madame Tussauds or somewhere? Oh, certainly I've seen it definitely. <laughs> I've seen a photo of you, and they are in a museum. So yes. tell us more, tell us more.
1: Okay, so um, all of that came about in um i saw um an article um back in um what newspaper was it i think that's it it was in the raf news um pilots of the caribbean and yes. I, and then i thought to myself oh but i'm not a pilot so that didn't deter me i took it upon myself to uh, phone the um, contact the point of contact on it and I said I'm not a pilot however can I still contribute and the person was so over the moon they were like oh yes we just called it that but we we want pilots and everybody else you know I was like oh okay then and then from there it's just been history I went um, my I'd just come back from Afghan and around then as well so They asked for, you know, a bio of myself, you know, and a picture I sent all of those off. And then they wanted um, a momentum of something, you know, that that, like got me through Afghanistan. So um, I did have a Bible, which that got me through because digressing a bit, being out in Afghanistan, I was over the moon to find a church over there. And then, you know, from there, whenever I could, I would go to church on Sunday, either before work or sometimes, depending if my shift had finished, um, I was able to go church straight away from work. And, you know, I guess Mm. having that out there, that's really what got me through um, Afghan at times, because there were times where you would feel low and down, you know, and just Mm. like... You you just wanted that whole security, you know, just knowing that I'm I'm feeling safe here, you know, and you know mm-hmm. from that as well, you know, that's where, you know, you met new faces and new friends, you know. So mm-hmm. so yeah. So sorry to digress, but not at all. Going back, to, going back to the pilots of the Caribbean. So yeah, so it was from that, and then you know the guy who was um organizing it um Peter David um yes. he he then invited me onwards to say um the pilots of the Caribbean was doing so well can I come along for another event and it was just one thing after another so you know and and that was it you know the rest is all history so oh, like yeah. sometimes I Like sometimes I say to people, one thing I find amazing is I'm in a museum and I never thought I would see this day where I'm in a museum and I'm not dead. Most people always assume that people who are in museums, you're either famous or dead. (laughs) And and
0: I get that. And I get that. And when I, when, and I I can uh, just digress in a little, well, I can remember the first time we met, was indeed the um opening of the pilots of the Caribbean.
1: it certainly was yes
0: yes and then later on to learn and to see a statue of you in madame tussauds i'm saying
1: madame Tissot.
0: i don't want nobody going to madame tussauds like <laughs> she's not there <laughs> 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 but that was um you know for me and also the um uh, the Hendon RF Museum you know you're a part of the story there uh, as yeah. you enter and you can see that so it's for me it's absolutely fantastic uh, a big advert to um, black people I would say um, the message is quite clear that you can actually get from a humble beginning to somewhere where people look upon you as having achieved something and that you certainly have so I congratulate you my dear
1: Thank you very much. And uh, coming to think of it as well, and as you talk about um, the pin-up for the Air Force, Mm -hmm. um, that was the other side of it. So while the whole Pirates of the Caribbean was going on under the quiet, it didn't quite take off. And then alongside that, um, while it was that Scampton, they wanted to do um, an kind of like they wanted to do um, an article just on you know our trade in general and so it just so happens I was in work on that day and um, they wanted you know two females two males nobody at random as if to say you know yeah we want the black person that it was just, just random I just happened to be in the ops room and they were like oh yeah we'll use use yourself use that person and that person and then from there that took off as well they did it took the pictures and then that was it done after that my pictures being used in this advert this advert and everybody's like sony we've gone such and such and it's like you're in, you're in there you're in there and i'm like oh my gosh only a few months ago as well somebody messaged me and said sony you don't realize there's a picture of you in, you know, one of the briefs. And I was like, really?
0: And I'm like, I don't know. They you use it everywhere. <laughs> so uh, I can get from this, then, looking at you joining the military because you wanted to. Um, it turned out to be the yes. Royal Air Force. Then you joined up as what you are now in terms of your uh, trade. And then sports. And then this up girl. I, I know. You know, so the question is, how's it been for you <laughs> as a decision to join the military?
1: <laughs> well, Don, um, the 28th of July just gone. So that was Thursday? Yes. Was it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Okay. So Thursday just gone, I celebrated 22 years of being in the military. Really and yes, and honestly, I've kind of like had to ask myself where has the time gone? You know, I've I've enjoyed ninety-nine ev- percent of those twenty two years I really have enjoyed being in the military, you know, and Brilliant. Brilliant. I wouldn't like turn the clock back and really do anything different
0: at all. I really fantastic. Would you like, you mentioned Afghanistan, would you like to mention any other countries that you've been to?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, the Falklands, um, other countries I've been to, I've been lucky, well, not just for work, but for playing sports as well. So I've been lucky to go to, um, Norway, um, Poland, Austria, New Zealand, um, Australia, Italy, um, where else have we been? Germany, oh. Romania. Oh my goodness! Um, yes, Oman, not for not forgetting Oman. You know, Cyprus as well. You know, so and I'm just like again, like I say to people, one of my main reasons I joined up as well was to see the world at a reasonable rate, and you know, the Air Force has just done that for me. You know,
0: absolutely. so absolutely
1: fantastic, it has. yeah. And, really and to has. Hear
0: you talk like that, you know, you certainly are a very good advert for any uh, <laughs> anybody, you know.
1: People say uh, that isn't that? Like, How much are they paying you to say this? I'm like, they're not, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know. Well, the thing is, you know, a lot of us um join and um, the armed forces from whatever community, and in this case, I'm talking about uh, African and Caribbean. And Mm -hmm. um, it's like the the, the light is hidden uh, under a bushel somewhere. Um, So the fact that yours is shining so brightly, it has to be applauded. um, (laughs) Thank you. Yes, indeed. And um, you're more than welcome because we must shout about us as in a, a black person as in myself, yourself and others, of what our achievement, because there are others out there that we are a shining example to. And we must continue to be a shining example to. And yes. the, the 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 armed forces is a career path um that some people are just not aware of. That they can go out and achieve even half of what you've achieved, you know. So it's absolutely fantastic, you know. So you mentioned the Falklands, and we talk about the fact that you are in the Falklands. Is that your first time in the Falklands?
1: Uh, no, not first time. So this would be my third time in the Falklands, but my first time being up um, a mountainside for the whole tour. My last two tours were like um, I'd be down in MPA, Mount Pleasant, but then we'd only be allowed to say, come up to the mountain for maybe about three to four weeks, and then go back down. So being up here, being up on the mountainside for the full four months of my tour, I think the only thing I'm just worried about is experiencing cabin fever. <laughs> oh God. So, so, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I hope I won't have nothing like that.
0: <laughs> wow. So having experienced um four months myself in the in the Falklands, you know, I did actually spend my my time in Mount Pleasant. Um and but I did visit some of those mountains. I remember flying up there in our the helicopters, tumble down, yeah. peak, wherever they, they may be. And I uh-huh. thought to myself, wow can somebody actually spend more than a day up here and here you are telling me that you're doing oh, up months in one of those mountains
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah it's crazy but then being up here it's it's very challenging you know you've got to have a strong mind you know so when days you might have days where you're feeling a bit down mm. um, you've you've got to fight it and that also, you also hoping to rely on your other colleagues that you're working with here on the mountain side to get you through as well because mm. as well I'm doing the, my tour out here that I'm doing while back in the UK you guys are experiencing summer we're experiencing winter over here so it sounds strange yes yes yeah. so you know yeah. And then because of where we are, we won't have that much daylight as well. So again, this is where it gets to where some people, you know, will get down from, they wake up, it's dark, they do everything and it's still slightly dark. The weather doesn't really get any better, you know, and it's all those things. You just got to fight through them, stay positive, stay strong and just think, you know what, it could be worse, you know, absolutely, and you just got to it through
0: it. And you talk about it being that it could be worse. I totally, totally agree with that. Because I can tell you that um, in my time in the Falklands, there were three telephone boxes. We didn't have a mobile (laughs) phone. (laughs) And you and I are now linked, talking on a mobile phone, as if we're next door to each other.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Times have moved along.
0: 16 hours flying time away. And you sound as if you're just down the road. So I know the difference because I've experienced the difference. So it's so, so fantastic to see how far we've come with technology. That means that the fact that you are in a remote place in the mountains, you're still quite linked with the rest of the world, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. It certainly is. We've got to count our blessings in so many ways and realize that things have come a long way forward.
1: Amen to that.
0: Yes. So um you've done what? How long have you done this time at the moment?
1: Um so I've done three weeks now so far. So still got another three months roughly wow. to go. Yeah. Your, so your I, I, try, I try not to count. I try not to count just yet because normally how I've realized now how things work is when you first start doing your tour the days will start dragging and then once you get into the job you're doing and just get on with it then before you know it the weeks the days turn into weeks the weeks turns into months and you just don't think Mm. about it and before you know it you're like oh my god it's time to go home you know so you know you just don't think about the days you've done at all and just Get on with it, you know, and okay. you know, and more or less that's what I'm I'm trying to do. Don, you know, so we're yes, like, oh yes. my god, three weeks have gone already.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because you know you, you are remote away away from home, and it does affect people differently. Um, especially, you've got family back home: your mom, your dad, your sisters and brothers, uh, and whoever whoever else friends. Then that that that's quite a thing because you're missing them; they're missing you. And uh, you can't just jump on a, a, a boat or a plane and come back. So it can yeah. actually play, play, on, play on the mind. So I have to say, it's just a thing to be able to travel, uh, do the things that you've done and had the experience that you've got and be able to share it now with my myself as a part of the Forgotten Generations to record, yeah, story, to record stories of African and Caribbean people, so that we too, are remembered we too yes we go forward and say this can be done this has been done can be done and, and should be done to our younger generation tell them the story yeah. and give themself mm-hmm. yourself as a yeah so so so, so you know um I, I really thank you for that i embrace so much what you what you what you've done what you're doing and i do wish you a very 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 successful time the rest of the time that you got to, to do in the, in, in the RAF um, and uh, what what message would you give to any young person then going forward that wants want to join the military
1: for anyone who can't really decide what to do um, in their lives even if they don't really see the military as they're not cut out for it but But at the same time, they still can't decide what they want to do. I would still suggest join the military, even if you join just for five years. You'd be surprised what that military can do to you, where it taps into your skills you didn't think you had the capability of doing. You know, it gives you confidence. It opens doors, you know, of opportunity because I'll hold my hand up and I'll say, you know, it's given me the opportunity to say, you know what, I enjoy skiing, I enjoy snowboarding. You say that to most um, minorities and they'll like say skiing and snowboarding or oh, for white people, you know, but it's not. It's for everybody, you know. Yes, now, but hey, I could go on and on and on, but I'm not. I don't want to bore anybody.
0: No, you're not. Uh, yes. and, 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 and thank you very much. Um, you, you're not You're certainly not boring me, and I'm sure, and a lot of people listen to that You won't, we won't bore them. So I can say certainly, I can see why you're a pin-up girl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've listened to you, and I've also seen your photos, and I would certainly recommend anybody to try and see and and uh, uh, your your photo out there at the museum or wherever it may be. Uh, Sonia, thank you, I'm Sonny. I'm going to call you Sonny. Um, look, it's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for joining the Forgotten Generations podcast. Um, onwards and upwards, I'd say, and um, it's been very encouraging listen to you.
1: Yes. Sergeant Campbell, you were very right. It's such a good life.
0: Yes. Go, Campbell. Absolutely. <laughs> Go, Campbell. <laughs> My namesake. Absolutely. <laughs> fantastic. Look, again, um, I'll have a, a tour, if I can say, wonderful where you are. All the best. And uh, thank, thank you. Thank you again for, for actually being a part of this uh, Forgotten Generations, and we'll, we'll certainly catch up soon. Okay yes okay
1: thanks again
0: you're welcome bye-bye bye ladies and gentlemen that was Son- sunny Camp um, giving us a story about her life in the military in this case the RAF, and, being, and that was straight from the falkland islands that was absolutely fantastic thank you again sunny over and out